It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Well, welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-1 to one starting the final sprint to the end of the season. Off on the right foot, the Vegas Golden Knights pick up a valuable two points in Nashville tonight against the Predators and help us break this one down. We bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And what a difference a bye week and an all-star break will make. The Golden Knights put five on the board, and they're really propelled by that third line of Will Carrier, Chandler Stevenson, and Phil Kessel. What's worked? What's clicked for that trio? Oh, there's a couple things, Ryan. Speed is the obvious feature for that group. I mean, Chandler Stevenson, the speed recognized around the league to the degree that he participates in that skill competition at the all-star event. Yeah. William Carrier, we've now seen not only the speed, which he's always had, but while he's um, you know right there with McNabb, uh, just a couple of guys above a 1,000 career hits with the Golden Knights, clearly the push for Bruce Cassidy to William Carrier has been to produce more offense. I mean, Bruce could have put Carrier right back with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar when Brett Howden got healthy, et cetera, et cetera, but no, decided to put Will there with Chandler and with Phil Kessel. And while Phil may uh, have uh, be the team's elder statesman at 35 years old, he is still uh, one of the faster guys out there and clearly is a playmaker. So those three together, they're going to put your uh, put you guys, uh, put the opponents on their heels. Mm-hmm. It's not just the speed. I mean, those are, you know, Carrier and Stevenson are strong and speedy. And then you think about the matchups too, Ryan, you, you know, how do you defend? I mean, you got to pay attention to whatever line Jack Eichel is on. Sure. you got to pay attention to whatever line William Carlson is on. Mm-hmm. And so you've got uh, probably some mismatches happening as other teams try to figure out who matches up best with each of those top three lines for the Knights. And I think those two things together, um, you know, seems to have uh, finally clicked. <laughs> and, you know, you'll take it. And, and now the, the opportunity in front of the Golden Knights is to, to repeat it. You'll, you'll look to do that on Thursday. But, you know, one of the other aspects, you get Zach Whitecloud back in the lineup and the Golden Knights for the first time really since Thanksgiving had their full complement of defensive pairs. Uh, how did that impact the game? Because to me, uh, zone exits were really clean. I, I thought the Golden Knights obviously were able to catch the Predators through the neutral zone in transition. Plenty of odd man rushes for the Golden Knights, but also the shot blocking, uh, the ability to kind of keep Nashville contained, only six shots through 40 minutes. The Golden Knights just defended incredibly well tonight. Yeah, Shea Theodore touched on this in our second intermission interview. Uh, just to control the puck in their own zone, Gary described how multiple times Phil Kessel was going back to his own zone, just the way that the Knights uh, recovered the pucks, broke out of their own zone. Uh, the Predators simply couldn't uh, keep the puck in the offensive end as much as they would have liked. Uh, a lot of their shots missed the net, and when you miss the net, it's hard to know exactly where the puck is going to go next, and uh, the Knights made sure that they were in position to get so many of those loose pucks after failed Predators attempts. I'm not sure if there's a a way to replicate exactly what happened today? You'd love to. Uh, is it a matter of Zach Whitecloud and Nick Hague getting back together for the first time in a long time? Uh, there could be a little bit of that. You know, that, remember, was described by some as the best third D pair in the NHL. Um, that, you know, I suppose could be a conversation. Uh, that uh, first first game back for Zach Whitecloud, having not played since early December, this was you know, a terrific situation for that 
return because he's wanted to come back. He's practiced with the team. He's been, you know, just, uh, you know, you see a couple of guys come back recently. Howden comes back, then Theodore comes back, and you know you want to be the next guy to get in there, and you just can't wait. You know, Zach was saying as much when the team was on Long Island last week. And so he's back, and um, now you kind of get that one out of the way. But they, uh, you know, Zach and, and Nick looked really good together. All three pairs, you know, it just, uh, everything just clicked. There was, you know, I guess we got used to um, guys, you know, having to figure each other out during the game when you had so many other guys filter in over the course of the last month or so. And Bruce Cassidy talked about it in the pregame show. But, yeah, it, it looked like the defensive group that was supposed to play together. Yep, great stuff as always, Dan. As we uh, as mentioned, Bruce Cassidy, we are uh, looking to get Bruce Cassidy on. So as soon as we have him queued up, uh, we'll get him on. Uh, just, again, a really strong victory, 5-1 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Dan, uh, we'll chat with you on Thursday. Thanks for jumping on here. All right, thanks, Ryan. That is Dan Duva. Let's go to Bruce Cassidy. I think our game management, uh, we got behind early. Got in between there on a line change, and they made a nice play, but <clears throat> liked our start. Generated some looks. Rebounded quick from the goal. Uh, had a really good first period, so we were on time with our start. Uh, we managed pucks for the most night. I think, you know, listen, I don't know how accurate all the stats are, but our giveaways were really low and our takeaways were high, and usually that means you're taking care of the puck in the neutral zone. I think that had a lot to do with it. How important was it to get over that hump of falling behind early? But coming out with the win. Well, it's it's about how you're playing. Like I think if you're passive and you're on your heels, it's different. But I didn't feel we were that way. They just made a good play. Like we said, we got caught in between our coverage. We duplicated on the the puck on the wall, and they found the right guy. So um, those things happen. But I, I liked where our mindset was. I thought all the lines were ready to go. Our our D were engaged. They were holding their gaps. So we, we came right back, and I think that helped us a lot. You know, get right back in the game. And, get a big goal and get going again. Obviously, you expected something or you wouldn't have put them together, but are you surprised at all at how much you've seen from Stevenson, Carrier, and Kessel together? Yeah, you don't know. We've had some injuries and getting Stevie back in the middle, I thought, with Jack and him just wasn't working as well as we'd like, and then you, you lose a bit in the on another line with Stevie not being in the middle. So we went that way and hope the, the wingers around them will play, you know, play well with the centermen and Phil's really responded with Stevie. You know, we, we know Will Carrier, what he can do. He's a real heartbeat of the team a lot of nights. Uh, Howden getting healthy allowed us to do that. Uh, we can you know, move him to Will's spot because he's a very trustworthy player, so you don't lose that fourth-line sort of identity. And Yeah, Phil's been, been good with them. He's going to the net. He's, he's contributing. And um, you know, if we can get that line to continue to work for us, uh, you know, now it you know, it really gives us something, and because we know Jack will get going to Marshy, they'll get on the sh sheet soon enough. And actually, I thought Amadio had a, one of his strongest games all year as well. So him balancing out that line, uh, you know, can make it work for us. But he's got to continue to win his puck battles like he did tonight. I think it was one of his best games all year in terms of, you know, winning battles. He was an animal on the wall and making good plays after he won it. <coughs> You mentioned liking the mindset going into the break. Uh, you didn't have the results you, you know, maybe wanted in the win-loss column, but how, how important is getting that first W coming into the break? Well, it's big. I mean, they're chasing us, Nashville. Listen, we're, uh, it's tight in the West, um, so you got to make these games count. There's still a lot of hockey left, but 
I think the way I look at seasons, you know, it's usually in blocks of three and we're in the last one. Right? I know the trade deadline affects a little bit of maybe that last part of your block, but this is the third block for us. And, you know, let's start taking care of business, playing the right way, building our game so that it's really sound uh, going towards the end of the year. And I, we started doing that on the road. Uh, we just weren't scoring. I thought we were better defensively than we had been at home. And we carried that over tonight. I thought we checked really well. They got some good looks there in the last eight, ten minutes. We took our foot off the gas, but thought for the most part, they're doing a good job checking. How much more fun will this flight to Minnesota be, uh, not only celebrating, but with the dads on the flight too? Well, you know, I don't know how, how vocal they are out there. They might have been out last night. They seem quiet, but they're going to have to regroup for the night. We're, we're, we've got some activities planned tomorrow, but no, it'll be good. I think there'll be lots of, uh, um, you know, catching up with them and, and hopefully lots of noise back. That's what you want, right? When you win, it's, you're supposed to have a little fun. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 5-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 30 wins, 18-4 and four on the year, 64 points so far this season, and they leapfrog the Seattle Kraken and the Los Angeles Kings for first place now in the Pacific Division. So uh, as Bruce Cassidy mentioned, it's the final third block of the season, and for the Golden Knights, you've got 30 games left. You've got 30 games to get yourself into a comfortable spot and make the playoffs, and that's all that matters right now if you're looking at it objectively. You want to get back there. You want to give yourself a chance to win a Stanley Cup. The first order of business is making the playoffs, and the Golden Knights uh, wake up in a better position today than they did, or will wake up in a better position tomorrow than they did to when they woke up today. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. This is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. AM Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-1. The final score, Vegas 30-18-4. and 64 points now tops in the Pacific Division. Next in action on Thursday at 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, no injuries right now for the Golden Knights, at least nothing that came to mind in this game. However, we touched on it in the pregame show. We're going to kind of continue to touch on it over the course of the, I would, I would imagine, the rest of the regular season. Mark Stone out of action right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Underwent back surgery last week. There's an opportunity for Mark Stone potentially to play again, assuming the Golden Knights extend their season. So I think we can pencil Mark Stone out of the lineup for the rest of the regular season. We'll see. You never know how that recovery period is going to go. Uh, But for the Golden Knights, they will be without their captain for quite a while. And you know what? If tonight's any indication, you've got a recipe for success. You have something that you can put forth night in and night out that can earn you victories. It's going to be on the the Golden Knights. It's going to be on the players each night to kind of play to that identity and I think you saw a big part of that tonight it starts with the defense it starts with the back end cleaning things up in your own zone and it'll kind of trickle down from there let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period and you know scoring the first goal of the game that was a big emphasis for the Vegas Golden Knights they just have not done that very much 
uh, over their recent stretch of play. However, this being the first game after the bye week and the All-Star break for both Vegas and Nashville, the game started out a bit tentative. And it was the Golden Knights once again giving up the first goal of the game after Roman Yossi walked down the slot to set up Matt Duchesne's 15th goal of the year. Played toward the corner by Fabro out to the right, a shot, score! Matt Duchesne from the bottom of the right wing circle. Nashville takes a 1-0 lead five minutes into the game. Matt Duchesne from Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg, 5.04 the first period, made it 1-0 Nashville. But just under 90 seconds later, Vegas tied the game as Mike Amadio finished off a great passing play. Around the rim it goes out in front, Smith an extra pass, score! Michael Amadio set up by Riley Smith, the Knights have tied it 1-1. One Michael Amadio's eighth goal of the year from Riley Smith and William Carlson, 6.27 in the first period tied the game at one. 30 seconds later, William Carrier forced a turnover and finished on a breakaway for his 13th goal of the year. As the puck comes out, here's William Carrier after a loose puck to it, towards the goal, he scores! The Knights take a 2-1 lead. William Carrier, his 13th of the year, a five-game scoring streak. Will Carrier unassisted, 6.54 the first period, made it 2-1 Vegas. And then just past the midway point of the period, the Golden Knights would add to their lead as Phil Kessel put home a rebound. But the Knights had players back defensively, McNabb and Feeble. Now a loose puck for Carrier toward the goal. Backhander just trickled wide, rebound at the goal line, they score! Phil Kessel. 3-1 Golden Knights with eight minutes to go in the first period. Phil Kessel's 10th of the year from Will Carrier and Chandler Stevenson. 11.58 of the first period made it 3-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 3-1 lead into the second period and they picked up where they left off as early in the second period Chandler Stevenson ended his 10-game goalless drought. Here's Theodore with the rebound at the right point. To the middle, Stevenson shot blocked. Stevenson again, drifting, shooting, scoring! Banked it off the fallen goaltender. Referee says it's a good goal. Chris Schlenker right there, pointing toward the net. Chandler Stevenson has put the Knights up 4-1. to one. 12th goal of the year for Chandler Stevenson. The assist to Shea Theodore and Phil Kessel. 2.58 of the second period made it 4-1 to one Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 4-1 lead into the third period, and through the first 40 minutes, Aiden Hill didn't have a lot to do. Just six shots on goal for the Nashville Predators through 40. However, they saved it all for the third period. Aiden Hill had to come up big with our AAA insurance save the game. Nita Ryder hands it back to Yossi to the left. A one-time shot. Stop. Another try save. A third try covered. Referee emphatically says no goal. Yeah. Aiden Hill ended up on his rear end. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Aiden Hill definitely got his work in in the third period. And the Predators pushed a bit. They had an opportunity. They pull UC Soros for an extra attacker. And Alex Petrangelo would ice the game with an empty net goal. Oh, Aiden Hill was thinking about it. Oh. Gary he stopped the puck in the trapezoid, looked up ice, and now off the sideboards toward the empty net. It is in the goal. It's will it be Hills? I think it will be. Somebody for the Knights played it, Gary. Petrangelo. It's Petrangelo's okay. goal. Okay. 
Alex Petrangelo, his sixth goal of the year, the assist to Aiden Hill, 19 minutes into the third period, made it 5-1 to one Vegas. And as much as we all wanted a goalie goal, it was not to be, but a goalie assist will take that all the same. All that was left in this one was the final call. Three, two, one, over. Vegas with a big win in Music City. They rocked their way to a 5-1 win over the Predators. 5-1, to one, the final score of the Vegas Golden Knights. They defeat the Nashville Predators. Vegas improves to 30-18-4 on the year. 64 points now tops in the Pacific Division. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. You know. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5 to 1 the final score. Vegas 30-18 and 4, 64 points on the year, tops in the Pacific Division. We'll take a look at uh, where the Golden Knights are and what the division looks like right now, the playoff race. I guarantee you, with 30 games left, we're going to be doing that quite a bit over the next couple of months. Vegas next in action Thursday at 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. So you, you come out of the, the bye week and the All-Star break, you never really know what you're going to get. right? Like I would imagine the Nashville Predators, as hot as they were going into the break, they expected to just kind of flip that switch and be as good as they were, if not better. A little bit of rest, a little bit of you know, getting away. And, and, and my big argument with the Golden Knights was that getting away from hockey was the best thing they could possibly do. Re- regardless of what the process looked like, regardless of how well they were playing, the results weren't there, and the slumps started to creep in right like the fact that you were unable to buy a goal if you're Jack Eichel and Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchessault and Chandler Stevenson to a degree right you you just can't get one to fall for you and now you kind of wipe the slate clean and I think that's what the what the bye week did what the all-star break did for the Golden Knights and you've got 30 games left 30 games left that's what separates where we're at right now and potentially a playoff berth for the Vegas Golden Knights. And you get a massive performance from the third line. And air quote third line, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But Chandler Stevenson, Will Carrier, Phil Kessel, that line was the driver tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, that's not to say Jack Eichel didn't play well or Jonathan Marcheseau, Paul Cotter, whatever. They didn't get pucks to go. Jack Eichel hit a post again just misses on a on a breakaway like the chances are there for jack I, I guarantee you it's going to happen it's going to fall you heard bruce cassidy after the game we know jack eichel's going to score again we know pucks are going to fall for jack eichel and john of the marsh so why do we know that because over the course of their careers it has happened for them historically this is a a slump unlike the we've seen we know that they're going to get their, their opportunities. We know they're going to bury some of those chances. And when they do, that's going to be gravy. But right now, when that's not happening, you need secondary tertiary scoring. You got it tonight. You got it tonight. Will Carrier 
for my money, has just been everything you could ever ask a player to be and more. This guy leaves it all on the ice. 110, 120, whatever you want to put on it, whatever number, he gives you every single ounce of energy and effort that he has on a night-to-night basis, shift-to-shift basis, period-to-period basis. He does not ever take a shift off. Not ever. Not one time. And I think that that is something you can... You, you can play around with and you can use to drag other people into spots. You heard Bruce Cassidy talk about Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel has found something with Chandler Stevenson and Will Carrier. Phil Kessel has learned how to play off of what those two guys do so incredibly well. That is skate. That is motor. That is move. And Phil Kessel, to me, has really gotten the benefit of playing with two smart guys, but two guys that will simplify the game when they need to. That's what Will Carrier does. And and I like the idea. I love this simple fact. Phil Kessel's going to the net. Like, Phil Kessel scores tonight on a rebound. Where? In the blue paint. When you've got a guy on your line like Will Carrier who's driving the net constantly and scoring... Every single time he puts the puck in the back of the net, it's a new career high. He's got 13 goals. You can legitimately start to talk about Will Carrier flirting with 20 goals. Flirting with 20 goals. It is infectious, and it makes everybody else that's around you want to play the same way or at least follow through with it and match that energy. And I think Will Carrier's drive and determination and the way that he plays the game, hard nose, no nonsense, go to the front of the net, it's rubbing off on Phil Kessel. To the tune of Phil Kessel now at double digits with goals and Phil Kessel following up plays and going hard to the net and doing those things that you need players to do i thought william carlson riley smith though riley doesn't score he does get an assist they were very good buzzing around the front of the net i think the golden knights are going to be fine i think they're going to be okay the recipe is there you got to defend well you hold the nashville predators to six shots on goal through the first 40 minutes you're doing something right you get your, your top six defensemen back in the lineup for you. I think the Golden Knights understand what the recipe is going to be. And I'm telling you, Jack Eichel will score again. Jonathan Marcheseau will score again. Riley Smith will put the puck in the back of the net. And if you get the defensive effort you got tonight with those things happening, then I think the Golden Knights are going to be just fine. But you still have to get those things to happen. For Jack Eichel, for Riley Smith, for Jonathan Marchessault, you want them to find the back of the net sooner than later because the longer it goes on this side of the All-Star break that they don't find the back of the net, then all of a sudden the things you wanted to wash away during that break start to creep in again. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-1 to the final score. Vegas 30-18-4, 64 points on the year. Next in action, Thursday at 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. 
a familiar refrain, the Golden Knights gave up the first goal of the game just five minutes in. However, they respond. They respond with a goal from Michael Amadio just in just under 90 seconds after that. And then add the go-ahead goal 30 seconds after that. So within two minutes, the Golden Knights were looking at a one nothing deficit. They turned it into a 2-1 lead. They add another goal in the first period, make it 3-1, and then they cruise. And I mean cruise to a victory tonight against the Nashville Predators. That's the recipe. They did it with defense. They did it with an ability to get out of their own zone clean through the neutral zone with speed, and they really did attack the Nashville Predators finding transition offense and they buried their chances that's what the golden knights games have to look like between now and the end of the season there's 30 left and the next one is thursday at five o'clock against minnesota that's going to do it for me here on the AAA insurance post game show extended post game show is next presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden Knights. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 5-1 to one, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators. Vegas improves to 30-18-4 on the year, 64 points. Tops now in the Pacific Division, at least for tonight. Vegas next in action Thursday at 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. 702-876-1340, that's the number, 702-876-1340. I'm curious to see where you're at right now with the Golden Knights. I don't want to get too high. I don't want to get too low. That's kind of been the thing and the theme for me over the last three-ish weeks surrounding this Golden Knights team. Like, when it's low, it's low. I get it. I do. I understand that from a fan perspective. But you have to you have to understand that when things are going in the wrong direction, it's not going to last. Like, nothing is permanent, right? Everything ends. And, and, and when you've got the likes of Jonathan Marcheseau, Riley Smith, and Jack Eichel still without a goal, that will end, and when it does, I think the Golden Knights are going to be just fine. But having a line come through like it did tonight with Carrier, Stevenson, Kessel, driving play, really dragging the team into the fight, I think if you're Bruce Cassidy, you're pleased by that, and it gets you through tonight, but you're still going to have to find different ways to win on a night-to-night basis, especially with the captain, Mark Stone out of the lineup indefinitely. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I happily stand corrected. I was the guy who said, I'm not sure this is a good time for a break. Yep. And you, yep. And you said, yes, it is. Perfect time for a break. I think we can both agree on this, Ryan. Uh, when a team is about to jump out, of a slump or go into one conversely they will play their best hockey they will play much better at the end of the slump than they did at the beginning would you agree with that yeah oh 100 percent. yeah and then so that's what i was looking at a week ago but it doesn't matter because tonight was proof in the pudding one team showed up to play and the other forgot to and i'm grateful that it was us who did make that decision and the practices proved to me that we were going to play hard 
you know, it's it's one of those things where maybe during this off week, and and you can you can say whatever you want, but I think some of the girlfriends and wives and and family members looked at their uh, players and said, "We like living in Vegas. We don't want to move to Columbus. We don't want to move to San Jose. This is our last shot at staying in Vegas." If things don't turn around, a lot of us aren't going to be here. Would you agree that might have been some discussion? No. No, no? I don't. I, I think, honestly, Mike, I think that this week was about getting away from hockey. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't I, I'll be honest, I don't think hockey entered the minds of any of the players over the course of this week. Like I think you can it tell was, by the tans, that's for sure. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like you have a break, right? You you have to compartmentalize things. You you have to be able to, you know, get the highs where they are, get the lows where they are, but not really lead into that too much. And I think that when you have an opportunity to step away, especially with how much of a grind this is, I don't think that you're going to waste any of your mental energy at all. Worrying about things that aren't in your control, especially yeah. when you're when you're trying to get away, especially when things haven't been going well. I, I think it's just the opposite. Like, I don't think anybody talked about hockey at all over the course of that break. Well, and I'm sure you're closer to the truth. Uh, I just think some guys in the back of their head are thinking that I really like living in Vegas. I like oh, working I, I guarantee in Vegas. you I guarantee you they all love playing here. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't think that that was any type of discussion at all over the course of that break. Probably, without a doubt, probably not. the The other thing I want to clarify because it always mystifies me: when two guys fight and they both go to the penalty box, what determines a four on four and what determines a five on five? I don't. I'm not sure I understand it completely. Well, if it's a fight, then it's going to be five on five. Um, those those five minute penalties are are matching penalties, and it stays five on five. If it's less than a fight, so two roughing minors, uh, it's going to be a four on four situation. It's really so the guys distinction are just in the dancing penalty. around. It's more two minutes than five. Yeah, I mean, if it, if they're called roughing roughing minors, whatever the case may be, if it's a minor penalty, it's going to lead to a four on four situation. If it's a major penalty, it's go it's going to stay five on five. And would you agree that if we don't do this again at, at Minnesota, uh, we take another little step backward? Uh, I mean, I think it depends on how they play, right? Yeah. Like, this was as good of a defensive effort as you've seen from the Golden Knights in quite some time. I, I think they played incredibly well. You get some secondary and tertiary scoring, but you know more than anything, I think what you need to see from, from Vegas is Jack Eichel and Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau on the score sheet with goals. Like, those are the things you have to see. If you can kind of bottle things up and, and, and find ways to win defensively, that's great. But um, if, they, you know, if they play a great game and come up a goal short, I don't know that it's a step in the, in, in the wrong direction. I think they just didn't get the result. Well, I, I like the fact that there were six defensive players that we knew and we were familiar with and, Look at look at the difference when you had all six defensive players intact. Look at the defense they played. Yeah, you're right on the money there, Mike. Thank you for the call. I, I think having the full complement of of your top six defense in the lineup is is massive, massive for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you have familiarity, pair to pair, player to player, 
and it showed in how the Golden Knights were just able to get out of their own zone. When you don't have to spend a lot of time defending secondary t- types of plays, I think it really shows in more energy in the offensive side of the puck, and the Golden Knights had that tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So, I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head. This was an amazing game to watch where your six best defensemen are out there, and they showed it. They showed yeah. why they're the six best defensemen. I mean, they six six shots in two periods is kind of just mind-blowing to think about, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's really limiting. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, you know, it, it was interesting, too, because, like, it's not like the Predators didn't have – a volume of shots like there were certainly attempts but you know you got to give a lot of credit to the Golden Knights defense in that they were able to block a lot of shots and they were able to direct things to the outside like Aiden Hill still had to be on alert the pucks just didn't get to him because his defense kind of shut that off yeah and you know and it, it was just it was a great game to see him come back after the break everybody looked just like they got what they needed in that break, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was the same thing for everyone or everyone got something a little bit different. They got the time away with their families doing what they needed to do to recharge. Uh, so that was amazing. And uh, nobody got hurt that I saw or that I've yep. heard anybody talk about. So that's yep. always a big plus too. Yeah, you're right on the money there, Stephanie. And thank you for the call. Like that's going to be the big thing for the Golden Knights over the final 30 games of the year. Like you're without Mark Stone already. There's nothing you can do about it. Everybody kind of knows what that situation is. But you really can't afford more injuries. Like, there's, there's a little bit of time right now between the, 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 where the Golden Knights are and the NHL trade deadline. What, the, what management, what Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee decide to do, I think legitimately falls on what the players are able to put together over the final eight games before the trade deadline. Like, as a player in that room, you want to look around, you want to play so well, you want to win games, you want to get the results so that you're going into trade deadline saying, okay, you have to add, you have to supplement this, you've got to find players that push this thing over the edge. And I think that's really what the next eight games are going to be for the Golden Knights. So it's on the players night in and night out to come to work prepared and ready to go. They did that tonight. You hope that they're able to do it again on Thursday, and I think they will. And then from there, you, you need to some semblance of health here. Like, the Golden Knights have been through the ringer. The last two seasons with injuries, it has been catastrophic at times. But the Golden Knights do control their own destiny. They are in control of where they end this season right now. And I think, I think if you have good health the rest of the way, there's so much talent on this team. There's an ability to win hockey games. There's an ability to get results. And there is an ability to do some dangerous things when it comes to playoff time. You've got to get there, and you're going to need health to do it. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'm curious because Mike brought it up. Mike, Mike brought up this idea that on the break there were discussions about hockey with players i don't i don't think that there were like no discussions among family i don't think anyone talked about hockey 
I wonder where you fall. Do you think that there were any discussions whatsoever during the bye week and the All-Star break about hockey? Because I don't. I wonder where you fall. 702-876-1340. Give me a call. Let me know on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-1, the final score. Vegas 30-18-4, and 64 points tops in the Pacific Division. Next in action Thursday at 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's your postgame show. I want to hear from you after a big Golden Knights win tonight. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, this is great. Um, I decided to call after you mentioned Mike's statement. I'm going to go with the assumption that the players spent time with their loved ones mm-hmm. or good friends. And if they loved them, the last thing they were going to do after the run we had going into the break was bring up hockey. They just, I mean, if I ran into Marcia so at the Circle K, I'd say, hi, nice to see you, but I wouldn't bring up hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, 100%. I, I legitimately do not believe that hockey conversations took place at all over the course of that bye week. I think it was an absolute opportunity to just disconnect from the game because I guarantee you, you need that every now and again, and I think that the players and, and certainly their loved ones understand that. Well, the only other thing I have is after that first goal, is all I, I, I didn't have that feeling I had with the last few games. Mm-hmm. All I could think was, well, we got to come right back. And I felt good about it. And i got to say, you know, the previous games, I was a little nervous most of the time. So this made me happy. Yeah, you know what? I, there, there was something that felt a little bit different. I thought they had a lot of jump early on, and you know, the the the, the goal for Nashville really came on their only sustained bit of, of offensive zone time in the first period. I, I thought that the Golden Knights had a lot more jump and were were a bit more dangerous. So I'm with you. I, I think that that even though they gave up the first goal of the game, it did feel different. Yeah, I think they're ready to go now. I really do. And like you said, even if as long as they play good against Minnesota, of course, I think they can win. But if they play good, that's still going to keep them with the momentum. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Rita. Thanks for the call. Um, I, I know results are, are really the only thing that matter. Like, when you've got 30 games left, you have to, you have to get results when you play well. You, you just do. But... I, I don't think you can look at only results here. The Golden Knights played significantly better the last four games going into the All-Star break, and they just did not get the results. They just did not find ways to make plays to win hockey games. But that doesn't mean that they were playing poorly. And you can have those stretches where you're playing well. You're just not playing well enough to win. And so... Regardless of what happens on Thursday against Minnesota, if you don't get the result but you play well, I'm okay with that. Like, at some point, it becomes, it becomes a situation where you, it doesn't matter how you play, you got to get the results, and I get that. But form usually follows function. And, and, and the Golden Knights 
have been playing better. They have been playing well enough to get the results. They get the result tonight, and I do think that this is a building block type of game for Vegas. We saw how it can work. Really efficient zone exits, first touches on pucks, super efficient getting out of their own zone and through the neutral zone cleanly, forcing plays, really good along the walls, using physicality to win puck battles, simplifying the game when it's necessary and needed. You just give up a goal, right? The Michael Amadio goal to me is the ultimate Golden Knights simplify their game. All it is is a dumping. It's a ring around the boards. UC Soros cannot cut the puck off. And who's first on the puck? It's William Carlson. So your four checks going to work. You win a puck battle. You get the puck into the slot. Riley Smith, a little bit of deception, hands on, hands that puck off to Michael Amadio. And what have we said about Amadio? What have we said about him? He's not going to drive play. But if you get him the puck in the right spot, it's on and off his blade in a second. He's got a wicked release, and he can score. And all those things happened because you make a decision when you hit the center line to dump the puck in. You're not trying to dance through guys. When it's not going for you offensively, you simplify the game. The Golden Knights did that on the first goal of the game. And then the second one is Will Carrier making a play. Pressuring Roman Yossi, causing a turnover, and then turning on the afterburners. Those are the types of simplified direct north-south plays you need in order to win, especially when you are losing and missing your heartbeat in Mark Stone. If the Golden Knights play to that blueprint and that identity, they are going to find results. I'm telling you, it will happen, just like it happened tonight against the Nashville Predators. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Imagine if your everyday shopping allowed you to earn points towards a weekend in wine country, a round of golf, tickets to exclusive events, or a new hockey jersey. Through the Fully Food and Wine Society app, members earn points for everyday purchases that they can redeem for everything from a baseball cap to a trip to New Zealand. The Foley Food and Wine Society, the luxury lifestyle community that combines life's greatest passions, world-class wines, exquisite cuisine, and amazing experiences. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-1, the final score. Will Carrier, a goal and an assist. Chandler Stevenson, a goal and an assist. Phil Kessel, a goal and an assist. Third line, newly constructed for Bruce Cassidy, pays dividends in this one. And, you know, the Golden Knights right now wake up in, will wake up tomorrow in first place in the Pacific Division. Vegas, 64 points, 52 games, tops right now in the Pacific Division. Uh, Seattle and Los Angeles just one point back. Seattle, 63 points in 50 games. L.A., 63 points in 53 games. So the Golden Knights with a game in hand on Los Angeles. Then you've got the Edmonton Oilers uh, just two points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's another team to kind of keep an eye on uh, as well as the Calgary Flames. So it's, it's really tight up at the top of the Pacific Division. But right now the Golden Knights, all you can worry about is yourself. You've got 30 games left. It's a sprint to the end of the regular season and the Golden Knights have given themselves a little bit of breathing room with this big victory tonight over the Nashville Predators. Vegas next in action on Thursday at 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild pregame show. That'll start at 4 p.m. 
It's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Thursday, have a great night. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.